No taxation without representation. 200 years of exploitation in the capital of this nation. No representation in the capital of this nation. 200 years of exploitation. Give the people their right to vote. Someone asked me, was it true? The voting rights of the district were long overdue. That was Sweet Honey in the Rock with Give the People Their Right to Vote. Good evening and welcome to Shadow Politics, an hour-long grassroots talk show which will attempt to shine a light on the issues that you care about. I'm your host, United States Senator Michael D. Brown, coming to you live from the District of Columbia, America's last colony. I'm joined by my co-host, Maria Sanchez, and together we hope our show will start a dialogue with America about the issues that are important to you and affect the lives of all of us. Uh, Tonight's going to be a little bit of a different show because tonight we're saying goodbye to Maria, who's been on the show for six years. So if you want to say goodbye... Call in at 888-627-6008 and uh, let Maria know how much you've appreciated uh, her being on on the air this long. Uh, Maria, are you there? I am here, Michael, and it's real bittersweet for me. It's Well, um, me too. Six years is a long time. (laughs) You know what? Six years to the day, it's, it's funny that you started the show in October of 2015. Uh, this, this, this would be, this would actually be uh, the sixth, uh, your six-year anniversary today. And, and that means that you've been on the air w- with me for approximately 300 shows. And that's just amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Let, me, let, me, let me tell our audience how, how all this started. You know, I started this show um, eight years ago with a friend of mine on on a lark, basically, who wanted to reach out to America and tell, uh, uh, you know, America how we felt about certain issues and include the fact that the people in the District of Columbia don't have their rights. You know, we wanted to produce a show that was was interesting and uh, might give people a platform uh, to discuss issues and and brought forth this very important issue to the people of the District of Columbia. After two years, my co-host had to leave because she took a job with a, a nonpartisan group that didn't want her on the radio with uh, or on the internet with a uh, uh, Democratic politician. Uh, so I didn't know what to do. And I came up with this brilliant idea, brilliant that I am, and uh, which was to have four or five women that I knew uh, be co-hosts. Now, I didn't know Maria at the time, but she- Wait been a, a second. Guest. You forget. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. She Twice I guest. was a guest. On she was show. a guest on the show, and I really liked her. And I thought, you know, m- maybe uh, I would reach out to her among these other women that- to, to be on the show. And, and Maria said, when I talked to her, that she'd be willing to do it every week, that I wouldn't need these other people. And I was shocked. And, and, and I had no idea what to expect, but 
what I got was uh, this wonderful person who changed the show completely. You know, this was me and my buddy getting on the radio or getting on the internet and, and talking. Uh, Maria really made the, the show much more professional. She stayed with it for six years. And uh, we are today what, what, what we are in, in large part because of you, Maria. And, you know, we've had uh, the uh, captain of the space shuttle and Dan Rather mm -hmm. and uh, Michael Steele and the mm -hmm. governor, governor of Virginia and a uh, senator from Louisiana. We've had all these big guests on our show. And, you know, back in the day when we started, we had like the mayor of the smallest town in Arizona, <laughs> a, guy, a guy, you know, a, 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 a guy who, who, who trained coyotes to, to like, <laughs> or, or to like people, you know, whoever we could get, we get, we, we had, we had lots of, of fun people, but the quality of guests that we've had in the past uh, couple of years has certainly uh, changed the show dramatically. So uh, you're going to be sorely missed and we're going to have to, you know, I don't know what the future is going to bring, but I didn't know what the future was going to bring when when we, we revamped the show and you were on the show. So I have great faith that we'll go forward. We start on a new radio station uh, next week. Uh, we're going to be carried also on WEAC Radio here in Washington, D.C., uh, AM, FM, and, and Internet. Um, um, so we're excited about that. So it'll be a new page for, for both of us. Mm -hmm. So why don't we start there? What's your new page look like? Where where are you going? What's, what's up? So with I was thinking about how many milestones I went through since October of 2015. And it's incredible, but one of them was I got my first master's degree in clinical psychology in 2017. Uh, a son got married in the same month of 17. I had both of my hips replaced in that same month, June of 17. And, and so, and on it goes. And after I got my first master's, I thought I was gonna become a marriage and family therapist. And what I realized is that I have such empathy that I carry forward the pain of the clients that I see. And I can't leave them when I leave our therapy sessions. So my children are like, well, gee, mom, maybe you picked the wrong profession. And yeah. it was like, no, clinical psychology was really important in shaping my knowledge of the field. But I don't have to have clients per se or patients, depending on what your degree is. But it's going to help me move forward with being a consultant with entities and organizations, which is what I decided I would do once I got my PhD, is that I would advise other causes who are trying to do good things for this world and help them with their how it is that they're falling short or what have you. So fast forward that the uh, topic that we've mentioned before, female genital mutilation and how the United Nations and the World Health Organization and UNICEF, to mention some of the big players, considered it an atrocity, but nobody seems to be making a discernible difference in getting the practice eradicated. So I focused my dissertation, my research on how we can do that. My testing has proven how we can do that. So my results, I just actually pushed send 
on my final document of my dissertation, which will be edited this week, but then it will go to my full committee by the end of the week so that I can defend it and graduate so that now I have founded my own nonprofit called Stop the Cut, exclamation point, is part of the branding of it, so that I can help these other organizations too and I can do it with my nonprofit so we can get this scourge off the planet Earth once and for all, which is based in centuries of practice. It is not religiously mandated. It happens all over the world, including the United States, the United Kingdom, the European Union. It is not a person of color issue. It is a global issue about violence against women and basic human rights violation. So well, that's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> well, and it's important work, and we're proud of you for doing it. And let me tell you something. Nothing will thrill me more than to refer to you as uh, Dr. Sanchez. <laughs> um, uh, we have a caller on the line. Karen's called in. Uh, Karen, are you there? I am. Oh, do you have something to say? Yes, it's been such a pleasure to work with Maria. And I have one thing to say. Don't go. <laughs> Karen, yeah. you have, why don't we share with the listeners, you have been instrumental on negotiating and securing the overwhelming majority of our guests. And it's Absolutely. through your tenacity and your ambition and your stick to itness that you've made it happen. I mean, the senator didn't even mention some of the folks that we had a, as a guest that were running for president. Right. On our I mean, Karen, you have been amazing. And it has been an honor and a thrill to be able to be a part of all of that because it's all of your imaginations. Great. Now she's going to ask me for a raise. <laughs> Which she deserves. <laughs> she does deserve a raise, and 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 she, how can you leave a person like Karen? I I, I don't get it. She, you're right. She's Believe me, this is not. Yeah, this is not easy. This is very difficult. It's 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 tear inducing for me because I have enjoyed. It's been an honor and a privilege not only to be on the air with you every week, but to get to know you and to get to know Mrs. Brown has also been an honor. Because you too, I adore. You're just precious. Well, thanks for calling in, Karen. And, yeah, and, Karen, thank you. Uh, and thank you so much. Don't go. <laughs> and and since you mentioned Mrs. Brown, unfortunately, Mrs. Brown is out of town dealing with an emergency. But oh, no. she wanted me to make sure that. I read the following to you. She said, I'm so sorry that you're leaving the show. And I know Mike is sad too. Everyone has enjoyed your perspectives and views on a spectrum of topics discussed on shadow politics. Maybe you will consider being a guest host from time to time. Yes. Best Absolutely. of luck. Best of luck on your future endeavors. And please don't be a stranger. If you're on the East Coast, we better know about it and be given our 10 minutes. All the best, Pat. Oh, um, she so takes sweet. the world of you. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's a mutual admiration society. Yes, I really so, value what she has done as a woman, a wife, a mother, and a career person, and an educated person, because it's not easy. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, she she's got a tough job with the kids, and and you know that's one wonderful thing is that she care. She does much like you. She does what she does because she cares about the people she works for, and she knows that the work's important for kids, and the work you do is important too. And you know the when you first brought this up, we did a show on this, and we had guests on about female genital mutilation and when you first brought it up i looked into it i i I thought it was a difficult subject to discuss i still think it's a difficult subject to discuss but when i when i read about how many women this affects worldwide even how many women it affects in the in, in america i was stunned and i said uh, to myself, difficult or not, we have to talk about it, right? It's got to right. end. And that's this part of the just, problem. It's about yeah, and this is just genitals, crazy. Right? Yeah, and and it and it and it it it's just it's just a regular it's just a regular. Uh, I don't know exactly what I want to say. It, well, it's something that we need to end because it's it's a crazy practice. And and uh, you're right. It's just a ritual. And, and, well, and, the and it's that, very anti-women. I mean, it's yeah, like it's, it's like the that. most. Yeah, it's like the most horrible thing I've ever heard of to to try and keep women in their place. And, well, and by and large, it's perpetuated by mothers. And that's also the atrocity is. Mm-hmm. But so I do a lot of my research is about what other scourges have been on our planet and how were they eliminated or eradicated. And it, it, you know, it takes a whole lot of moving parts for that to happen. But one of the easiest examples is polio. In 1985, there were 350,000 people who had polio in the world. And together with Jonas Salk and the World Health Organization and UNICEF, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Rotary International, there's less than a thousand cases now. But look at how much time, effort, energy, and money that took. And that was only 350,000 people. We're talking about 200 million women. Yeah. Yeah, 200, I mean, 200 million, million women. That's more women than we have in the United States. That's correct. Uh, we have somebody that's called in. Is that right? Is there somebody on the line? The Anise. 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 On line one, Anissa, dear Anise. friend of the show. Thanks for calling in, Anise. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, I just want to tell her how much we are going to miss her. And we really credit her with spreading the word about D.C. statehood outside of D.C. You're so sweet, Anise. And Michael, why don't you tell the listeners what an advocate Anise is to the DC for statehood campaign. Uh, 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 Anise is the soul of DC statehood. She's been an advocate for this, uh, even when when people uh, did not advocate for it. There was a bill to give give the people of District Columbia one vote, and many of us went for that. We 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 capitulated. We said, you know, one vote's better than better nothing. than none. Yeah, right. But but. But not Anise. Anise stood up and said, no, equal is equal. There is no such thing as being almost equal or, or you know, kind of equal. I Either can't equal take all the credit not. for that. We have well, to give Miss uh, Killingham credit for kicking you and saying yes. you're not going to support that. 
Yes. Miss Killingham, get get the support for that. Yes, Miss Killingham was another. Unfortunately, she's no longer with us, but she was another staunch advocate. And yes, she held our feet to the fire. And of, of course, we've just uh, lost um, last year uh, a dear friend and advocate, uh, and that was Faith, who also was yeah. uh, a strong advocate and was always on my rear end about doing something, um, you know. But Anise has been. Uh, the voice of reason and given us great strengths. And if there is somebody that is the ultimate advocate for our cause, it's Denise Jenkins and we love her and, and we're so glad that uh, she's an inspiration to us all. So Anise, how is it that her. you've kept the faith? How did, how have you been able to stay the course? How have you because keep I'm turning a, out? I'm an American citizen, and I need to be treated with all the rights that I should have. I pay taxes, but I shouldn't be dis, uh, disrespected the way I am without statehood. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And, you know, there's really no other better way to say it that's really what the bottom line is we do everything but you have every to other on taxation without representation there was a war about that i believe if history serves me correct <laughs> that's right yeah. and we don't yeah. we don't want to have to go to war over it no yeah. no and and you know what i've grown up I grew up with with women, strong uh, women like Anise Jenkins, uh, my mother, my grandmother. You know, they were they were the same way about uh, things in their lives, and uh, you know, she's just been um, an inspiration to me because she reminds me of the strength that that they had in standing up for things, and and you know that that's. Um, that's really what it takes, right? It takes people that have enough commitment and enough courage to stand up. And, and Anisha, one of the bravest people I know, she stands up and speaks her mind every, every chance she gets. And you know what? In, in the beginning, I was embarrassed when I would talk in, for a one vote in front of somebody like Anisha because I knew where she stood. And I said, I want to stand with her. But nobody was standing over there. She and a handful of people who were brave enough to stand up. You know, we were all standing with our delegate and and the people in 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 power and 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 you know that was so not the right place come, to stand. They have shifted positions and they are standing yes. with us. Yes, they are. Because that's we well were said. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's well said. And and it's because of women like you and Maria Sanchez and other women that are out there speaking about this that they have come around. They've come come around to this is the one way uh, to to you know resolve the situation and finally make us equal. I, I mean it's so simple. Uh, you can't be equal in the United States of America without being one of the United States. Anything less than statehood is, is less. 
you know, we're all on equal footing. Uh, if you, you know, uh, politically, um, if you live in California or Connecticut, it doesn't matter. You still have two senators. You still have a representative based on your population and uh, that votes. And, and we don't have any of that. And it's ridiculous. And, and much like the issue you're about to embrace, uh, it makes no sense. And it's just a part of, of, a, of a, a cultural tradition and a ritual. You know, when the guy started this country, they didn't know. They didn't know what what democracy was going to be, for God's sake. People actually ruling their own government. So they didn't give women a vote. They didn't give African-Americans a vote or Native Americans, the people that had owned the country. They didn't right. give any of these groups votes. They didn't give revolutionary war soldiers, veterans weren't allowed to vote uh, unless they owned property and they were white and they were male, uh, you know, because they, they didn't understand. But all these groups have been brought back in except for the District of Columbia. We're still out there in the cold and it's time to open the door and let us uh, be part of a more perfect union. Uh, thanks for calling in, Anise. Thank we you, Anise. And we're yes. going to miss you. Oh, you're sweet, sweet. We it's been a pleasure to know you, and I'll keep following you. Thank you. Uh-huh. I always uh, get the biggest kick out of her. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> really it, inspirational. She really is, and, and, and she, she works hard at this and volunteers at it, and she really is the soul of this movement. Everybody uh, accepts her as such, I think, and she's right about Miss Killingham and, and Faith and other people that we've lost along the way who were advocates and uh, it's time to resolve both these issues. It's time to resolve this for the people of District Columbia and it's time to resolve uh, general mutilation for the women of the world. I mean, so, you know, yeah. Michael, there's still 11 states and the District of Columbia that do not have legislation allowing it on well, a state we're level. change that. We're going to change that. And I'd be happy to work with you on one of the first yeah, projects because that's, that's, uh, that's, Virginia enacted it, I would say, in the last year and a half and Kentucky within the last year. Um, so it's still very much being a part of the legislative process, but it's a state by state, even though the government did, enacted the Stop FGM Act on January 5, 2020, you know how federal and state can be different and so and that's what happened in Michigan because Michigan uh, threw out the federal legislation in 2017 saying that they overreached so it's complicated but if anybody knows how to navigate that labyrinth it's you well I, I don't know that that's true because we're still not a state but <laughs> but I can tell you that the I can tell you uh, quite frankly that the people of the District of Columbia are not in favor of this practice. I guarantee you. No I would imagine. Knowing the people of the D.C. the way I know them, yes. they would not be in favor of this practice and they would de support legislation to end it in the District of Columbia. So we're just going to have to do that. Yeah. You know, and I would say that it's never been, you know, there's no law against it in the District of Columbia because we just have never thought about it. Yeah. You know, if we well, think about it. Well, just to let the sure listeners we'll know, there's, 513,000 uh, females in the United States that have been cut. And California, I think, is the largest state with the cut population. And so it 
I mean, I hate to say this, but it, it's alive and well here. And uh, there are, I know of three women that have come public, some with their first and last names, others with just like the woman in Kentucky who inspired the legislation in Kentucky. They're calling it Jenny's Law because that's her name is Jenny. But she's a, a white Christian woman. Um, she well, was taken with her sister out of the country and cut when she was five years old. There's another woman who was cut in the early 40s. She's still alive, white Christian woman, because at the age of three, her mother caught her touching her genitals and decided that she needed to stop that at the pass, took her to the doctor who cut her clitoris off. And well, she's you, been sorry, very ahead. vocal about she gives her first and last name. And she was actually at an event that I was the keynote speaker at 10 days ago in the audience as an activist because it, people think that it happens over there and that it happens to people of color and it happens to people of a certain religion. And these brave people are saying, no, it doesn't. It happens everywhere. Well, you know, uh, and I'm old enough. I'm in an age that, you know, I have some understanding, I think, of the mentality, you know, we used to say about my grandmother that she told all of her grandchildren, she had a lot of grandsons, and she told us all about, uh, you know, she lectured all of us about uh, sex, but she didn't say anything to any of her three daughters. You, you know, she, really? they were, yeah, they were totally ignorant of everything because she she figured ignorance was the best thing for them, you know, or or they believed in anyway in a bunch of cultural myths about it, you know, like you couldn't sit on a boy's lap or you'd get pregnant, those kind of things, you know. Mm. But yeah, but my mom, I'll tell you a great story. I was a teenager and my grandmother told me a story. I was with my cousin. My cousin was about. 40 at the time and I was a teenager she was a lot older than I was and we were sitting on a swing and my grandmother told me this story she told me the story about a beautiful friend of hers who was a, one of the most wonderful people in the neighborhood and everybody loved her and she was an upstanding wonderful person but she couldn't go out of her house anymore because she lived in such shame because her grandson had gotten a girl pregnant out of wedlock and she told me this great story and and in the end the, the the little girl wasn't the victim the little boy wasn't the victim the baby wasn't the victim the only victim was the grandmother <laughs> and my and my 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 cousin looked at me and said are you getting this michael have sex with a girl kill your grandmother that's how that's how it works. You got that? And I said, Yeah, I've got that. Free and, shame and, and dishonor. Yes. And and you know, and that was really their attitude, you know, was that uh, uh yeah, so so I understand a little bit how crazy this the, the, these cultural things can be and how uh you know they're perpetuated from one generation to another. Um, you well, know, it, I got an example of that this month with the passing of my mother. So my dad passed away in September of 17. And from that day forward, my mother wore black only. Yeah. Period. My black too. only. Yeah. And, and, and as she lay dying this earlier this month, her best friend, neighbor, nurse for 50 years was over 
a lot. And I mean numerous times every day because her last five days, she just went from okay to terrible. And at some point I said to her friend, who happens to be named Maria also, and I said, you know, um, my sister lost her son earlier this year in May, and it's so it's been a terrible year for our family, my sister's son being 38 years old from an accidental drug overdose. Yeah. And my mother's best friend said, your mother never said a word about that to me. And I was, you're kidding. You guys know everything about each other. Yeah. She, she said, she, you are giving me the news. I never heard about this. And all I could think about is my mother's shame was such that she couldn't share that with her best friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's another thing from another generation too, you know, yeah. uh, my, my father abandoned our family and we always had a story about it. You know, we always, you know, my father was in California doing business on business. And, sure. you know, I used to say to my mom, who the hell goes on a two year business trip? <laughs> what is he doing? What yeah. is he? Yeah. You know, like he's buying up all the real estate in California. And going to send for yeah, us when selling, he secures yeah, he's, his he's place in California life. To succeed from the union. I don't know, but. But yeah, it was all about pride. It was all about, excuse me, we used to say, don't do your dirty laundry in public. Right. And, and, and it was all about image. And, and uh, yeah, that's, um, um, we need to change those things. We, we, well, and they're hard to change. You know, I said this on the show uh, many times that my wife calls me a, uh, um, you know, um, theoretical feminist, because I believe in feminism for everybody but her and my daughters. And, and I believe all women should be equal except them. And there's some truth to that. It's hard. You know, I, you know, I, I, I would be thrilled if my daughter said, Daddy, we're going to live at home all our lives with you. And just, you know, and uh, yeah, and, and we're going to act like we're 12 year old girls, because that's, you know, the way I'd like to keep them. Uh -huh. uh, of course, my kids don't say that. They say, wake up, dad. And, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, but, you know, we have Don. Don wants to say something. Don, are you there? I am. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Gosh, Maria, you've been, you've been such a light and an inspiration to so many people, including myself. I'm going to miss oh, you Don. dearly. I'm going to miss you dearly. Thank you so much, Don. Don and Doug are the owners of BBS Radio and everything that goes into it, including engineering the broadcasts. And the two of you are able to move and change course as the wind blows and the guests don't show or the number is bad or mm. the connection drops or the technology fails us and you guys are nonplussed all the time. Oh, Which is staggeringly you. amazing. I thank you. You know, I, I, I truly do. But to be honest, Maria, it'll not quite be the same without you. You're like oh. a light among us all. You're the best of the best, and I'm going to oh, miss God. you so You're much. You're very sweet. Thank you for that. It's, it's all very true. touching. Thank very you. Touching. 
Thank wish you. you only the very best on your journey. You're going to do great in anything and everything you do. You always do. And I know you're going to be a shining light as you continue on. And just know we can't wait to hear from you hopefully constantly on this show as a call in but yeah exactly <laughs> you're so sweet Doug. and best regards to Doug please oh my brother's right here he wants to say a few uh, words uh, you're sweet Don oh of course we're gonna say a few words uh, <laughs> uh this show like Don said wouldn't uh wouldn't have been such a great success without you, you really you're you're so smart the way you analyze the conversation, the questions you bring to bear. Uh, not many people that I know, and I've done this industry since it started into new media, have that sort of talent. You have a keen mind, a very kind soul, and on your journey in life to make a difference, I know you're going to succeed, and I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. You're very, very sweet. That touches me greatly. Thank you. Well, you know, that's really uh, the point of the show, isn't it, Doug? That she has a keen mind and a kind soul. And that's what every liberal Democrat in America should understand about Republicans, that there's plenty of them out there that have keen minds and, and kind souls. And we have to reach out to each other and 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 find those people and coalesce around the the idea that 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 this is a great country and we should all contribute and we should all listen to each other and and continue uh to to make opportunities available to 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 everyone you know i've had more i think maria would agree with me on this i've had great opportunities in america i don't think i would have had these opportunities anywhere else in the the world i think it is the greatest country on the planet but i also see it for what it is and that those opportunities need to be expanded to more people they need to be continue to be expanded to women and and people of color and people that that, that don't have the the means uh you know people who are less fortunate but, uh, um, you know, I hope everybody realizes that if you're a liberal Democrat, that Maria is not an anomaly. There, there are Republicans out there like her. I know plenty of them. Uh, and, and, you know, I think we, we don't understand that sometimes. We just vilify everybody. You know, if, if, if all you have to do is tell me what party you're in and I know all about you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and that's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. It's I interesting because I most of my friends are Democrats and they're moderate Democrats and they'll tease me all the time about you have the wrong initial after your you know name because we like you and I, Michael, we agree. I don't know, eighty-five to ninety-five percent of the time because I'm ridiculously liberal socially, ridiculously. Well, um, you know what? <laughs> I I I still fight with my conservative Republican friends. It doesn't stand in, in my way. I love them. Uh, I have a dear friend who 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 you know is a, is a right wing Republican, and I had to leave a message for him the other day, and I said, "This is the uh, uh, this is the Nancy Pelosi Foundation, and we're collecting money to replace the Washington Monument 
with a 675 foot statue of the Speaker of the House, would you contribute? You know, <laughs> I, so he called me all infuriated, you know, so, but, but in the end, we both, we both had great respect for each other. And I think that what you need to, to accomplish that is you need to find something in the other person that you respect and that, and there's so many things about you I respect, Maria. Uh, this guy I'm talking about, I respect that he was a veteran, mm-hmm. that he's an honest businessman that did business with me for, for, for 25 years and never cheated me once or never let me down. Uh, he's a family man. He's a, I don't think that he and I have one political idea in common other than, other than we like America. But other than that, we don't agree on anything, but that's okay. Because well, and that's what I figure too. I have a member of my family that is a QAnon anti-vaxxer and is very public about it. And she's actually been kicked off of Twitter and Facebook and a couple of airlines because she refuses to comply. She, she obviously isn't vaccinated. And yet I love her. And I have another girlfriend who's a nationally syndicated radio personality that lost her position recently because she refused to get vaccinated. So those people are in my life. And while I disagree with their choices, it doesn't mean that I don't care about them as human beings. So, and then I've got my son who just got his booster on Friday and he's 32 years of age. So, you know, my family goes all over and so do my friends. But I think you made the, the bigger point is America is great. I hate to use that statement because it's been co-opted, but we are a tremendous country. And I think at the end of the day, if we would recognize and acknowledge that, and we're flawed, and we're imperfect, and we're comprised of human beings who are also flawed and imperfect, but because we have so much that we have to be proud of and that we've done in the 200 years that we've been in existence, I'm hoping that people will realize that's really what matters not these petty little turf wars and these disagreements about who, what, where, and how. Because really, that, I think that's the lightning rod that's going to keep us together as a fabulous country. Well, and, and yeah, and you have to understand it that, you know, and accept uh, that that's so much to build on. I mean, there are things that need to change, but but the foundations are, are strong in America. We, we've seen that. We saw the, the, an insurrection in our government, which failed, mm-hmm. uh, not only failed because, uh, I'd like to point out, the D.C. police intervened, mm-hmm. but also failed because most of America stood up against it. Now, some Americans haven't stood up against it. They care more about their agenda then they care about the country so they can so they morph this and make it sound like it was some kind of patriotic, uh, you know, uh, something patriotic that was done when in fact it wasn't. It was uh, uh, anti-government, anti-American. Um, but uh, most of America has stood up against it. And, and that just tells you who we are. We're still yes. we're still a great country with people that that still care. And, you know, every time there's a disaster in America, I don't have to tell this to a Californian because you're living it day by day, but you see how people, how people pitch in, how they just, you know, we had a guy, this is recently, and this is such an American thing, I think, 
uh, we had a guy that was driving across the bridge and saw, strangely enough, this was locally, um, that uh, a car had hit the bridge railing and the little kid in the back seat had been thrown out the window in his car seat and thrown into the river. Oh, my and, goodness. And the guy, all he did was get out of his car and jump in. And, oh, and, my gosh. And get the, and get the kid. Uh, the kid was in about, I guess it wasn't that deep, but uh, he grabbed the kid and was able to keep the kid above the water while some guy was fishing with his daughter in a pontoon boat and witnessed what, what happened. And they rushed over and pulled the two of them out of the water. But, you know, wow. yeah, he, he didn't think twice about it. He didn't think about the danger. You should have seen this bridge. It was like he, he, he went 20 feet or more to, to before he hit the water. And the water wasn't that deep. He could have gotten killed just jumping in. But oh. uh, And the baby certainly would have drowned. The, the car seat certainly would have sunk. Of course. Uh, yeah, and he was with, strapped with, in. And he was strapped in, right. And, you know, but I think we hear about that, things like that all the time, that during disasters we see people uh, that, um, you know, respond, Americans that respond, and and um, we saw it in with 9-11 and New Yorkers. You know, everybody complains about New Yorkers, right? They're mm -hmm. rude and they're, but not after 9-11. They all mm -hmm. pulled together. Uh, my co former co-host, Kathleen, uh, who was in New York at the time, she lived in New York, um, and watched, literally stood on the roof of her building and watched the trade centers collapse with her neighbors, uh, talked about how people just came out into the street with water and food and, mm -hmm. and sheltered people that were, were walking uh, and didn't know where to go, were disoriented, and the ferry boats were picking up people, and people were just picking up people and, and, and in their cars and, you know, doing whatever they could, and that's really what America's about, you know, it, it, we have that we have that sense in, in us. And I saw that with the American Red Cross when I was a volunteer. I was deployed at times, and one was a hurricane at, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And I was in a gymnasium with 400 other volunteers sleeping on cots because there wasn't power in the community. And these people came from all over the United States to volunteer to help to the people that were affected by the natural disaster. And if 400 people in a gymnasium is a lot, <laughs> so yeah. I was lying there at night thinking, my goodness, I'm surrounded by angels on earth. Well, yeah, there's so many people out there. And with that was the purpose of our show. Uh, we tried to reach a lot of those people. And we're running out of time here, Maria. Yes. And, uh, you know, I have a few things to say. Um I don't know where shadow politics will go right now. Uh, we're going to have to figure out a way to carry on without you. But you have changed the shape of this show and you've made it what it is today. And I'm not sure, uh, you know, we're going to have to find a different way to do things because uh, there's no way to replace you. Look, we have Deborah. Deborah's called in and she wants to say oh, something. Deborah. Yeah, let's let's hear from Deborah. Deborah, are you there? I am here, Maria. I love you. You've been um, such a great gift 
for this show. And yeah, I'm bro. so appreciative for all the time that you've put into it and all that you've given it. And um, I finally made it up to the cabin after power outages and fallen oh trees. Gosh. And yeah, well, Northern California, we're having a huge storm here. So I, I, I'm just grateful that I got through. And I just wanted to wish you the best and say that I love you very much. And thank you for all that you've Deborah, given. Thank you so much, Deborah. You are also integral with the success of the broadcast. <laughs> you have been thank amazing you. and tireless with all of your efforts and all that you've been through with what has happened to California. It's, and here you are, still keeping on, <laughs> keeping on. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel like I, I'm an old James Taylor song. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, but Maria, I, I I wanted to wish you well. I, you are so intelligent, so articulate, so erudite. You've brought so many great things to the show, and I hate to see you go, but I I know that you know other people will receive you in the same way I have and Michael have. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. Yeah. So much. And you know what? Let, 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 I'd be remiss if I didn't point out today is Deborah's birthday. Oh, you took ah, the it's time my daughter's birthday, in. too. Yeah. It's and, my and daughter's birthday, too. Oh, wow. is it? She's a Scorpio. Yay, Scorpios. Yeah. But happy birthday, Deborah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I came up to the cabin to be alone. Um, to kind of do some inner processing um, like I did after the fires and mm-hmm. I got my dog Tippy here and we're, we're I was going to say you're not alone <laughs> I'm not alone with my dog I Tippy I love Tippy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Maria I just wish you the best I, I wish I could live closer to you because I think we'd be great friends if I did with your baking or you're trying to bake and, yes. and your love yes. for psychology and your love Thank for you. women. So. Thank you. So well You're said. Welcome. Thank you. I do love women. Yeah. yeah. And, one, and one other thing that we have to point out about Deborah. Deborah does PR and other stuff for the show. And she really has been a part of the family uh, and has made a big difference in our show. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and that's why I'm glad all these people uh, came to say goodbye to you uh, today. Maria, because they're all part of the family. Karen's yeah. a big part of the show. Mm-hmm. Doug yeah. and Don mm-hmm. and yeah. Deborah, and yeah. and we really have, you know, not that any of us ever set out to do this, but we really have become like a family. And I'm so proud sure. of everybody that works on this show. I'm so proud of Karen and and so part of, proud of Deborah and and Don and Doug and you. We really we really done something. That really, I started on a lark because I I, I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> you know, I well, started. I, I was like, you know, <laughs> like, like there's a part of me that you know everybody I guess has dreams in life, and my dream job would be to be a a local disc jockey. I would have been so happy <laughs> because I I love popular music and I love to talk. And when I was a little boy. My mother had a radio show on NPR, and she took me into the studio uh, with her when I was about 
six or seven, and I was just blown away. I was blown away at all the equipment. It was a different era, of course. And well, the, and it's a great medium still, because the thing yeah. about radio is there are no dress rehearsals. You don't get a second take. It yeah. is responsive to whatever's going on, unlike television, where even if they break through, you still have a whole bunch of things going on behind the scenes, whereas radio is as real as it gets. Yeah, it yeah. is real, and this show has been real, and it's been a, a labor of love for all of us, and I appreciate it. You should know, if you're out there listening, uh, we, you know, the people that get paid for doing this get paid so little that yeah. I'm, I'm embarrassed by it, really, uh, but we don't have more money to pay them. They, they, they don't do it. They don't do it because they're getting wealthy at it. They do it. They yeah. do it for a whole bunch of other reasons. Maria yeah. has has volunteered for six years. For six years, she's done this uh, week after week after week. And 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 as Deborah points out, she's been amazing in in as a part of the show. And uh, yeah. she's volunteered to do it. It's just well, that's because uh, you just add another zero to my paycheck. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. We didn't, you know, as a Democrat, as a Democrat, I'm proud to say I didn't add to your, I didn't add to your tax burden. I'm one of the few Democrats. I'm one of the few Democrats that you ever known that you didn't have to pay more taxes uh, um, to deal with. Uh, so we're, we're proud of that, but, yeah. but and really, Maria, Maria, will you come back at some point and be on the show sometime absolutely. again? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. We'd love to yeah. have you. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, um, my work now with this nonprofit is being recognized nationally and internationally already oh. by people who know how passionate I've been for decades and that yeah. I'm actually doing something about it and they, they yeah. want to start giving me publicity. And that's nice. one of the reasons that I needed to pull away from shadow politics is I didn't want to dilute what goes on here with shadow politics and or compete yeah. with what it is yeah. that I'm trying to do. So that you would call those dual roles, I think, and I'm not a fan of that. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I can guarantee you that um, Maria will be back because we'll sit Karen on her. Karen, <laughs> Karen, is, Karen is relentless. Yes, you know, yes. That's how we get. I'm telling you, some of the best guests we get, I'm absolutely convinced. They're like, well, I don't know about going on this show, but I'm tired of her again. Let me, let me just get on the show and you get know, it over and done with it. Get over it. Get it over Oh, my exactly. goodness. So, so we'll Maria, you are an inspiration. You are, Deborah. You are yeah. really great too, and and you know you. it's uh, it's really a sad moment, but but it's also a moment of great hope. You know, yeah, this is what it it's is. all about, and this is you know this is why I was never a conservative because <laughs> I looked at the, I looked at the universe and I said there's only one thing, only one thing that's found in everything. It's found in rocks. It's found in people. It's found in the universe. There's nothing that we've ever encountered that doesn't have this one quality. And that is, is change. That? It's change. Everything oh. changes. And, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and I think you have two choices. You can either try to fight against the change, 
which which is like standing against a tie, or you can figure out how to make the change the most constructive that it can possibly be. And you Absolutely. know, and, and we all come to these we all come to these points in in our lives. You know, Maria, right? We raise children, and we mm-hmm. you know, and we send them out into the world uh, uh, to live lot to live good lives. And and you know, there's so much change that goes on there. Uh, it's um, you know, yeah, it's amazing. change or die. Really? Yeah. Change right. or and, die. Exactly. That's what my old boss would say. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know. it's, it's, you're right, Mark. It's a part of the human condition and a part of the universe. And so you can either you grit your teeth and hold on, or you can just go with it and get the best out of it. Because right. it's, it's a given. <laughs> and, it's, and, and it yeah. can be a world of wonders, you know? Yeah. Look yes. at my children. Yeah. I have three children that grew up and didn't know anything. Now they know everything. You, know? <laughs> you, need, to know you need to know anything in the world, ask one of my daughters. They'll, they'll tell you exactly the way it is. And they're always telling me. And the best part of it is that I was her teacher, and now I found out that I don't know anything. They, they know everything, and I don't know anything. So, Humility. Uh, Humility. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Maria, well, you, I love you. I love you. Love I'm you glad too, I got to like pipe in in the last part of the show. So thank I know you so that you're going to play a song. You're welcome, Maria. I'm yeah, curious we'll, what we'll Michael selected. I'm going to yes, play please, a song. You too. And there were so many songs that I could have picked. I could yeah. Picked, what did you pick, Michael? Uh-huh. I could have picked. I thought about picking. I love. I will always love you by Dolly Parton. Oh, I cry on that one. Yeah, because that's that's absolutely the truth. Yeah. Or you you raise me up uh, oh. because that's that's also absolutely the truth. But I came back to the number one breakup song of all time. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, let's hear it then. <laughs> it, it, it's Neil Sedaka with Breaking Up is Hard to Do. Aww. So, Maria, Aww, Maria, we love you. We love you. We love you. We miss it. We're going to miss you, miss but you're you always welcome back. Always. But Thank you so you much. You have an open invitation. Love you. And I will take goes, you up on that. <laughs> this goes out to the, the, the great Maria Sanchez, soon to be Dr. Sanchez. Soon Thank you. We hope to change the world. Uh, God bless you for all the time and effort you put into our show. We love you. And this song goes out to you. Thank you.